0: You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 251. Today we're breaking down how to make your enrollment process, aka sales calls, more effective. Are you ready? Let's get
1: started. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson
0: What's up, coach? Thank you so much for pushing play on another episode of the PT Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Simpson. And if this is the first time you're hanging out with me today, hello, welcome to the show. I took an unexpected break and here I am back to the show. We're doing some batch recording. Now, number one, I didn't mean to take the break. I thought actually that I had already recorded these episodes. And number two, I am definitely really working on how I prioritize my time and releasing the things that I had intended to do and then didn't get to do. And then also re honoring and restructuring the integrity of my word, because it is so important. If you have been in my world for any moment of time, you know that what your word is, your one, and it is so important that you restore the integrity and that you go back And do what it is that you say that you are going to do. So this is me honoring and restoring my word. It was not my intention to take a break from the show, but I also know my limits and I know my boundaries. And this is me saying to you that we're back and that we are going to be batching a whole bunch of content. And a part of it too is because I've been traveling and been on vacation and being very strategic and just really discerning and ruthless with how I am spending my time. And I'm going to invite you you to do the same, especially if you're new. And I know that sounds counterintuitive because we think, oh, I have this abundance of time. Well, I want you to just get into the habit and practice of being relentless and ruthless and discerning about how you're using your time. Because when you can get into the practice of doing that now, it's just going to just <laughs> pay it forward 300 billion trillion times. Like can just... Speaking from experience, the faster you can start to manage, prioritize your time, honestly, the better. So with that being said, part of the reason too, is we've been doing an incredible job of onboarding brand new accelerator clients, which honestly, we're halfway through the year. We've closed out Q2 and we're resetting for Q3. And it's just been a whirlwind of really exciting times. And this is not the episode for this. Maybe I'll record another episode as I'm getting inspired to recap for you. But While things are not where I had wanted them to be at this point, I'm so proud of what the team has done to really build the systems and structures in place. Things that I've been telling myself I'm going to be doing forever and how I have consciously been continuing to for for lack of a better word, and for for this analogy, I have been continuing to choose to go left, even though I have been seeing old patterns of going right and new ideas and wanting to go right, and I just keep keep choosing to go left, and it's just been really profound and exceptional to see. I've also been seeing this inside of my clients as well, how they are starting to see the benefits of the continued action taking that is required in order to start and grow a profitable business. And it's just been really incredible to see the accelerators do this on their path, on their journey to success. This episode has really been inspired by the hundreds of people that we've been having conversations with inside of our enrollment process as well as the accelerators, as they're starting to facilitate their enrollment process. Now, there's just a couple of things because I'm going to be calling this an an empowered enrollment process, but another word for this is sales calls. And there are two things before I get into the six-step framework that I teach to really help create a permission, pressure-free-based enrollment process. And I'm going to unpack that for you today. But there are two really key components that I have to address. And I have to give this context before we even dive into the six-step process. Number one, the question that comes up all the time, especially now, which is, do I have to do sales calls? Is sales calls a requirement for the enrollment process? And this is also coupled with resistance to doing sales calls. Oh, that's not leverageable. And and coming from me... Right Where I'm teaching a lot of how to effectively leverage your time so that you can maximize it, that you can double, triple your profits and so that you can generate and make the impact that you want to do with the one caveat that I feel like not a lot of people talk about without sacrificing client results. So I'm not saying let's do the least amount of work possible and make the most amount of money. That's actually not what I'm saying, which I can understand if that's what's being perceived. What I am talking about is how you can step into one, really owning the value that you bring to the market space because most people are undercharging for their services and hoping that that's going to be enough to put food on the table when in reality, they're actually doing more harm than good. That's number one. Number two is that what we are doing is using the components that doesn't sacrifice client results and client connection. So in our process, that actually involves more one-on-one, but that doesn't mean that it's not leverageable. That's a misconception. And then, of course, I'm happy to dive deeper on that in later episodes and we can talk about that later. Just feel free to screenshot this episode. Tag me on Instagram at Beesons and Fitness. Let me know what questions you have specifically about that. Or you can come to the free Facebook group and tag me on that too, because I realize that that can sometimes be accidentally polarizing because everyone says, how can, you know, one on one is not leverageable. You can't scale that. And that's just plain and simple, not true. So let's talk about that question. Well, I don't want to do sales calls, it's not leverageable. Well, number one that's not true. You could grow a team, you could delegate, other people can do the sales calls. You could do lots of different ways that you can facilitate the sales call process from in the in a one to many where it's one hour of time, you speaking to many people, or the many to many where it's many hours of time many messaging components to many people but what most people don't realize when they're out in the world and when they're looking at other professionals like these big launches and they're looking at like oh oh well so and so they don't they don't need to get on a sales call they're just Going on the internet and selling and then mix, make millions of dollars. Well, from the outside, that's what it looks like. But as someone who has been on the back end of those big launches, and I have facilitated and done hundreds of sales calls for those professionals that you might have in mind, it's easy to fall into the trap that the sales calls don't matter, that they're not happening because they're invisible. They're not being there. We don't see that but they are happening. That's number one. And number two, especially if you're new to the process of enrolling people into your world, the fundamentals of facilitating this transformation, this conversation is essential. And it transcends into the messaging of many to many or one to many. So when you go and see that These people are facilitating these massive transformations in the messaging through their experiences. They're using the same messaging framework and process that I'm going to break down for you just on a smaller scale on one-to-one. And it's very powerful to get into the practice of doing this for three reasons. Number one, you get to practice, you get to do the reps. If you're not new, you have heard me say many times that repetition is the mother of all learning and that in order to acquire the skill, we need to do the reps. And so if you're doing all these big launches, and even if you're doing it pretty aggressively and you're doing once a quarter, that's four practices that you are getting to Share and deliver the message versus someone who's doing sales calls anywhere from, you know, five to 25 times a week presenting their offer. That who's going to get fat results faster? It's not because they're smarter. It's not because they have more, more accessibility, more access, or all the things that we tell ourselves about why someone, so and so is being more successful. Plain and simple, it comes down to the sheer amount of volume. In practice that they are creating for themselves to present their offer. And practice is going to give you the lesson that you need or the success that you want, period. And so if you have resistance to, should I be doing sales calls? I don't want to do sales calls. I want to invite you to consider what's the real resistance around having the sales calls, because the second reason why sales calls are powerful, in addition to the volume of practicing your offer, practicing the skill, you're also having the opportunity to deeply connect subconsciously with your potential client. This is what I teach inside of Accelerator where we talk about the subconscious self-sell. This is how you begin to master the art and science of selling without selling. Because the truth of the matter is we are selling all the time, whether it's your perspective, whether it is for you to do some type of resource exchange, energy, time, effort, email, real estate, or money. For some product or service, whether it's free, which is not free because it's time, energy, effort, leveraged, or whether it's paid through money. So you're selling all the time. So when you can shift that perspective around selling, the better off you're going to be and the faster you're going to be able to grow your business. Now, the third reason why these calls are so powerful is because It gives you the opportunity to actually collect the language from a prospect that you can directly plug into your messaging inside of the enrollment process. So it will personally deepen the sense of connection through conversation, which will ultimately lead to a yes when you get this right, which is what we teach inside of Accelerator. And the reason why this is powerful is because you get to do this personally. You get to customize this as opposed to the one-to-many experience or the many-to-many experience like a webinar, challenge, a live event. And it's not that those aren't cool, but now you have to make it a little bit more general as opposed to the customization component experience, which you can facilitate inside of this enrollment process. So it's a very powerful and it's a very powerful skill to have because it also transcends meaning you can do this in lots of different industries. It is an essential skill to growing your business. Because if you saw this post I created and honestly it came it came through because I got I felt very passionate and I feel very passionate about really smart Struggling coaches learning the skill of communicating through resistance and communicating and facilitating this transformation because it's not enough that you're just an expert. Because let me ask you, you could probably think of someone right now who is a perceived authority who is generating a ton of following, a a huge audience, seems to have a ton of money, which is, you know, that's a separate conversation, but has a booming business or what seems like a booming business, but might even be less qualified than you are. I got down this scrolling rabbit hole of TikTok yesterday, last night, and I was just blown away by some of the nonsense that is, is being posted and people because they have their bo- their body looks a certain way or because they have a massive following they are just exponentially shooting up to being a, pers- a perceived authority and expert when the truth is your body's not a business card now that's also a separate conversation which I'd be happy to talk about but I just get so passionate about this because what happens to smart and struggling coaches is they see that on the internet, they start to either A, get self-conscious or B, they start thinking that they have to over coach and they have to over teach and they have to, and that they start to think that their value is in the educational content that they are putting out, but then they're struggling to make ends meet. And that is only perpetuating the problem of people who are less qualified, growing, booming businesses. Now I'm not to, Say, I'm not even saying that those people don't deserve it. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, I want you to think of it like air. If they can do it, there is an abundance of air. They are not breathing air that is taking away from you. Okay. I want you to look at that as evidence that you can do it too. And I'm using those analogies and stories and counterexamples to help you see that what is possible for them is also possible for you. And when you put this powerful enrollment process, which is six steps, which we're going to break down now in place, this is hopefully going to facilitate this transformation for you faster so that you can start making the impact and generating the income and revenue that you want to be making. So let's get into it. So the first thing, there's six steps. And the first thing that we're going to need to know is the context the con think of this as the 3C you can say 3c framework we need to set up the context of what is the goal what is the problem and what are the what's the current situation that they are doing to try and and solve the problem to get to the goal. We need to know that. Now there are a couple of things that I want to offer to you as we begin this enrollment process, as we begin this six-step process, and I start to break this down for you. So number one is to circle back onto the: if we're not going to overcoach, if we're not going to overteach, then what is important in order to grow a business and in order to to facilitate this transformation and really build powerful. In enrollment processes. So you'll notice that I, I keep saying enrollment process because I'm not saying sales goals. Well, it, it's for a reason. And number one, it's and this is powerful because I want you to remember that you're up against this too. Everybody is operating through through misconceptions and then therefore taking actions based on those misconceptions that lead to mistakes. And so what happens is people hear, oh, I don't want to get on a sales call. I don't want to do a sales call because they've had these experiences of, of sleazy experiences. And, and that's not made up. That's not because someone's delusional. We've all had experiences of, I don't want to be sleazy, of, of being in a sleazy experience and then don't want to be sleazy and then therefore shy away from having these conversations. So if that's you, you're not alone. Number one, okay? But what I have said and what I have come to realize is that people feel sleazy when one or more of these five things happen. Number one, people sell at inopportune times. We've all had experiences where we've just been scrolling on the internet. Someone slides, friends us, slides into our DM, doesn't even know our name and says, Hey, Be Simpson Fitness, have a great opportunity for you. And they sell it in opportune times. This is like when you're at a bar and you're just chilling with your girlfriends and you're hanging out and someone comes to you and says, get a buy you a drink. And they're just like interrupting you in mid sentence. And it's just really an inopportune time to facilitate a new connection. Okay. So that happens and people go, uh, and they get feel icky about that. Okay. So no, if that's been part of your experience, then of course it feels sleazy. We don't want to do that. The second thing is that so many people, they just have done, and especially seasoned coaches, they've had done so many calls. So they stopped listening. So, what happens is when you stop listening to your prospective client is you start thinking, "Ah, oh, you already know what they're going to say. You already know what to do." And when that happens, you start to be you start to be perceived as aggressive or sleazy or silly because you're not listening. And when you don't listen, you're not connecting. And when you feel seen and heard, you feel loved. And that deepens the sense of connection to you subconsciously. And when you are when you shut that off because your brain is designed to go to automate things, you're not alone. First of all, second, because I've done that, I've been there, I've been guilty of this. Because we're trying to we're trying to automate it, we're trying to make the process go faster. Your brain is trying to say, "We've done this before." When in reality, this is part of why beginners luck. I did a podcast on beginners luck explained because people don't know what they don't know. The Dunning Kruger effect. And so they magnetize themselves because they are present. They are listening. Experience is a double-edged sword. And then the third thing people do is they lack empathy. Oh yeah, yeah, I already know this. Or they don't understand. They've never walked a mile in their shoes. They just tell them to work harder. They tell them like that that that, that it goes back to to not listening, not being present, and lacking empathy. Okay. The fourth thing that people do to feel sleazy is they won't take no for an answer. That's not what this enrollment process is about. We do need to communicate through resistance, which we will talk about inside of this episode, but that's not the same thing as not taking no for an answer. And when you can't take no for an answer, that's an issue. And then number five, the other thing that people do not here but it's I, I not here so much so that i don't usually mention it when i'm talking about it but it does exist and it is worth mentioning because i i saw an instagram post on this when someone was like i got scammed and i i got a little triggered on this because i i do want to talk about this right but the fifth thing and then we'll talk about it deeper but the fifth thing is that someone sells you something that they don't deliver on they they sell you snake oil is another way of saying it okay and the reason why this is a nuance, actually a nuanced conversation is because when I see that you've been scammed and you look up those words, scammed and fraud and whatnot, it's that usually people are selling things to you with mal intention that they actually know that what they're selling isn't good, but they're still, they're still pushing it or they t- or they, they're lying to you. And nine times out of 10, that is not the case. And yet people throw these terms around. People with influence throw these terms around. Like I got scammed or, or it was a fraud and they are lacking the responsibility of the co-creation that they made the decision to purchase the product and, and they made the decision to, to show up or not. Whether it was an alignment or they thought it was an alignment or not, that's a separate conversation. And so I think it's really important that we have this conversation. Because if you say yes to a program that delivers exactly what they said that they were going to deliver, that that fulfilled on their on their responsibility to you, the question becomes. Did you invest in the right program in the right coach were these method methods things that they that just were not in alignment with you that you didn't know about right you this is a nuanced conversation and the reason i get so passionate about this is because There are going to be things that are required of you to to build your business that is going to be uncomfortable because, in order to change, you have to do something uncomfortable, but it doesn't mean that it has to be hard. And it also doesn't mean that it is out of alignment, meaning that you don't have to be doing sales tactics that are sleazy, sales tactics that don't feel good. You don't have to do that. There are so many different things that you can do to build a profitable, successful business. But you do have to be clear on what is uncomfortable and what is not in alignment and then navigating and knowing those those differences and then getting the right support to help you navigate it. Because it goes back to evidence being a double-edged sword, because there is a difference. And sometimes what feels familiar could be your brain freaking out and could be a pattern of your brain when reality it's not different you're moving the the dial 1 degree so let me give you a let me give you a tangible example because and i'll speak personally from my experience is that One of the things that has been hard for me as I start to navigate this threshold of multiple six figures, this 500 mark and trying to move through to the seven figure is that my brain is very comfortable in chaos. My brain is very comfortable in a stressed state and by stress, I mean like urgent, trying to achieve trying to, to, to hit the nail on the head. And so my brain keeps facilitating these experiences for me. It doesn't matter what it is, whether I'm scaling up and a team member is underperforming or, or I'm underperforming or I'm tired or my schedule's full or whatever, whatever the case may be. Okay. My brain is, is creating that envir- environment for myself because it's comfortable for me. And so this is part of my work in this year that I have been consciously going left, even though I feel comfortable going right and feel comfortable in chaos. So in my heart, when I see things, something is not working in the way that I want it to work, it is a pattern of me to throw the baby out with the bathwater and start over. But no, I have done enough work on myself, with my coaches, and having the right support in place to recognize that this is a pattern of mine and that instead I can go back and look at the data and trust the data and be discerning and make decisions from the data instead of my familiar stress state of chaos from in, in my environment. This is very hard to do. You don't have to do that alone. Okay? And so a lot of people who come into Accelerator, especially when they've had experience or evidence, that I don't want to do that. I don't want to do ticket. I don't want to do it. webinars don't work. This doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. Oftentimes it's not about the vehicle. Oftentimes it's about interpreting the data correctly to make a decision on, on what to do next and not to do the, the best thing or the right thing. Because the truth is, all of your decisions are right. It's about getting the lesson that you need or the success that you want, which is something my mentor, James Wedmore says to me all the time. And I have it ingrained in my brain to remember every decision is right. So when you can really step into knowing that selling is a service, regardless of your experience, previous, knowing that you are giving your people an opportunity to say yes to themselves. And then lastly, to remember that there are two objectives at play in this enrollment process. Your client is coming for information and you're facilitating a transformation, whether you like it or not, because your clients are also operating from mistakes and misconceptions, and we have to shift their perspective. That is part of what brings clarity. That is part of what brings your value. Because yes, education components, those are important. Teaching, that is important. But nobody said that the encyclopedia is their favorite book. And one time, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast, or on my social, but I had a very powerful experience of remembering this because so many people think that their value comes from teaching the best, but, and teaching the most and educating the most. And I had this experience where I had done three phone calls with this one potential client. And I had spent Not only was I doing three phone calls with her, I was also coaching her in my DMs because she would keep coming back. Well, I had this question. I had this question. And over and over and over again, she would say to me, you're just too expensive. I really want to work with you, but you're just so expensive. You're so expensive. And I really want to work with you. And I kept thinking, well, maybe I just give her this little bit of insight that I can demonstrate and show her how valuable I am until one day. She came to me and she said, hey, I just wanted you to know, have you ever heard of so-and-so? I hadn't. I said, oh, no. And then I, she said, I wanted you to know that I have invested in this person as my coach and they are 10 times more expensive than you and here's why. And then she said, I don't even know why I told you. I just felt compelled to tell you. And I was like, cool, best of luck. I hope you get all the success that you deserve. Okay. That's what I said. And I released her and I let her go. And I had this moment of like, it was such a profound reminder to me to remember that my value is not in my teaching. My value is in providing clarity and my value is in helping people say yes to themselves. And then the second thing was that, The second reminder that was so profound for me is that to remember that when people tell you that it's too expensive, that is a a smokescreen for what they're really telling you. Because what they're really telling you is that the asking investment is not 10 times worth the perceived value measured against the cost of not getting started. Because that's what we need to do in your enrollment process. So let's go through the six-step process of how to do that. The first, which I'm starting to tell you, which is gather the context. We need to know the context of what is the goal, what is the problem, and what is the current situation that they are doing, going through in order to solve the problem and get to the desired outcome. Now, this is so powerful, and how you do this is determined by the questions that you ask. It was Richard Bantler who said, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions that you ask. And now most people in these enrollment processes, they want to teach because they think that their value is in the teach, but that is is in teaching. But that is one of the biggest misconceptions out there. And in order to facilitate a transformation, you need to ask questions that are going to elicit real, specific examples and experiences that your client, potential client, is going through. Okay. Then, once we have the context of the goal and the current situation, then we can start to ask questions that are going to move people to get on board with the core premise, right? The frame of this experience. Part of what is going to help your people feel at ease in this process and really shift their perspective around what this enrollment process even is, is safety and putting their nervous system at ease with what this process is going to be about, which is, you know, setting the frame, which is literally as simple as listen. You know, I'm going to ask you a few questions and we're going to get some, I'm going to get some context so I can then provide you clarity. And if and only if it makes sense for you to learn more about what it is that we have going on here, how does that sound? Yes. Now, the more yeses that you can get throughout this process, the better because now we're going to be having a yes conversation. And it'll be easier to go from someone who's never heard of you before to saying yes when you're having yes conversations throughout the entire experience. Now, if you're having no conversations where you're just working through resistance all the time, it's going to be harder to get them to get to a big yes. Now, something else I I want to say here too, at the risk of potentially overloading and overwhelming you is that we want to remove any and all of the sales pressure, which means making them have and and having a buying decision or, or letting them know that they're going to be required to make a buying decision. That's going to put up resistance automatically. And now you have to shift the conversation from, no, I don't want to make a buying decision to yes, to the lean in conversation. And when you can do that faster, then you're going to pull the guards down. People are going to hear you. They're going to receive you. They're going to connect to you and then lean in because people love to buy things. They just hate being sold to. And all of the reasons why I talked about inside of this episode, that's why they have those misconceptions. So, We want to knock all those walls down and we want to step into that energy of this experience is life-changing and it's not going to come through your teaching. It's going to come through in how you ask powerful questions to facilitate clarity because your people are operating from misconceptions and mistakes and they don't even realize it. So now once you set the frame, now we start to actually get those context experiences. And we ask those powerful questions, which is going to take the majority of the time, by the way. What is the goal? What's the problem? What's in the way? Why haven't you, you know, you know, creating that gap? of their current situation. Because here's the root of it. If you want to move people to making a buying decision, you're going to need to remove resistance. Resistance to the process and resistance to themselves, whether or not they believe that they can do it, and resistance to resources, money, energy, effort, and time. Time is the most powerful leverage that you have because everyone is looking for speed faster, speed of implementation to get to the desired outcome faster. And when you can create a gap with time, meaning what is the impact of time? What are you saying yes to if you say no to this? What is the alternative? When you can do that, you will build inner urgency instead of out of urgency and relying on deadlines and relying on four days open card because people need to they want help now and they need a reason to invest now. Otherwise they won't think about your Amazon wish list. Think about your Amazon cart. How many items are in there now when well, you have the best of intentions to do it later and you just don't. So we need to create now in the core content phase. Now that we're on board with now that they now that you have all this information from them, now we're going to facilitate the core content. This is where you get to provide the insight, but the insight is not teaching. The insight is the clarity, the insight is the plan and then the insight is sometimes first wins or or helping them deepen a sense of of, I can do this. Clarity is removing resistance. Sometimes it's it's, it's it's really sometimes short. I know that seems crazy because you're like, wait, I need to teach all my, my framework and my blah, 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 blah. Except that you don't. You just need to help them get present to the process in which you are going to help them get to the goal faster. Why they're in a problem. The truth about why they're in the problem because they don't even really realize that they're in the problem. And then present and so and then present the way, the how, the fastest way you're gonna get them to the outcome. And sometimes that core content is gonna expose the gap of like, here's why you need to do what you need to do. You can even give them their first win. But here's the thing when you overcoach, when you overteach, you run the risk of putting them into overwhelm. And if you put them into overwhelm, they're not gonna make a buying decision. And I've done this. So if you do this, you're not alone. They're not going to make a buying decision because they're going to have to think about it because chances are you gave them a lot to think about. Or maybe they have to, to, you know, they want to try what you gave them first and then they're going to go and see if it works. And if that happens, you're running the risk of them not being integrity with themselves, not taking action, and therefore they don't do the work. And then they don't get the result. They don't get the result likely. Sometimes they blame you, even if it's not your fault. We need to help them see that they just need to take the next best step, the next right thing. I always think of frozen too when I say that. But if they've got, if their goal is to go from A to Z, get them excited about B. Show them that they can do B and that it is a compounding effect of small actions that they can take to get to the desired outcome. And then we move into the close. Once and and one of the things I want to say about the permission is that I never pitch unless invited. So I'll ask, where do you want to go from here? I can walk you through how I can take you from A to Z, but you tell me, where do you want to go from here? And oftentimes, if you've done this enrollment process powerfully, they're gonna ask you, yes, tell them about the program. How does it work with you? What's the next up? Now, something else too that I want to say too about core content, I skipped over this and I do want to talk about this. This is where your movement component works here. Meaning, do you know, especially for fitness, do you work them out? Yes. Yes. you. And that's going to go into that core content phase. Then what you're going to do, you know, this is where your assessment is. That's how you're going to create that gap and create the plan and make a recommendation. So you you don't have to. Some people don't have movement in their assessment, in their call, and that's fine. But if you wanted to, a lot of my, some of my accelerator clients, they want to put movement in. So then we've built that into their enrollment process. And you could do that even one to many or many to many. That's where challenges live. Then we work through the process of removing resistance, which I'm going to create another episode on that. We went through a lot here. So hopefully you took notes. Hopefully, you know, please, please feel free to come back, go through this again, because this is, this is a really powerful episode. And so in, in an upcoming episode, I will also share with you how you can communicate through the resistance without, without hard selling. Without not taking no for an answer. Okay. So if you liked this episode, if you found this episode to be helpful, please screenshot it and share on your socials and tag me with one of your biggest takeaways. This helps me help more people and get the message out to really help more people so they can start generating the impact and and revenue that they deserve so that they can help more people. And so it would be a huge favor to me if you would screenshot it, share it, and also leave us a five-star review on Apple so that we can get our message out to more people. And then... If you already know that you want the fast track and that you really know that you want help and a customized experience to build this out for your business the fastest, most efficient way possible, then be sure to book an enrollment plan and we will go through a free Profit plan so that regardless of whether or not you decide or you want to see how our method will work for you, you'll walk away with clarity on what your best next steps are. So, if you want help or support in that way, please click the link in the show notes to book your custom profit plan. And I'll catch you on the next episode where I'll walk you through how you can work through resistance in the enrollment process so that you can get back to doing what it is that you love
1: to do, coach.
0: Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I'll catch you on the next episode.